Hello and welcome to a California classic edition of the, I'm going to call it the Warriors All-82 podcast. I almost said Warriors Plus Minus, but there's a post game to discuss, Nate Duncan, who is with me. We are in on event level of an arena again. We just talked in person to Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Uh, we're seeing front office people. Like, it feels somewhat normal again. That's why I'm here. It's worth the drive, even on the miserable... Interstate 80 between the Bay and Sacramento. Why does it have to go down to three lanes there? I don't get it. I, there are some points of that highway I do not love too much. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> depressing things. We're here to talk about opportunity, development, future. Yes. The Warriors embracing the future. And for night one, it looked good. You know, um, Jonathan Kaminga will start with and we'll get to Moody um, the flashes again. Like well, I don't know how many turnovers he ended up with five, six, seven, whatever. I mean, some bad passes. Uh, you're getting the stat sheet there. Uh, you know, some some jumpy defensive mistakes, which we can talk about. But the flash moments on offense, the power drives, the, the more touch than I was maybe expecting, um, particularly through contact. I mean, there was one where he went chest to chest with the center and kind of like kept himself on balance and, and banked it in. He had a up and under like where he kind of lefty chicken wing. You could almost call it an offensive foul, but he kind of chicken wing. I was like, that's a little craft. And then he had the one transition lefty to right crossover dunk that looked like what, you know, future superstar wings would do in transition yeah that was really exciting and yeah the flashes were outstanding i mean i thought he showed pretty good touch around the rim uh and they put the ball in his hands you know he's able to push the ball in transition dribble well enough got some pretty good separation at times off the bounce or, or out of a triple threat position to get to the basket and you know got a shot block one time and you know, they got into trouble with the six turnovers uh, some other times, and the effort was inconsistent, but you did see him rev it up a few times, particularly in that third quarter. So as far as just what I expected from him, a guy who was incredibly inefficient in the G League and shot 25% from three, you know, this was a, a nice start, I think, for his career. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things I've talking to a bunch of coaches around and, and, and other people in the organization, I know one of the early, um, I guess, points that they're trying to improve on is that they're trying to tighten up his handle a little bit. And, and you did see it at times. You know, he's driving and maybe the ball gets a little bit further away than he wants on the dribble. And, and there are some moments on the drive where he kind of has to, to stop. But you can see, like, when he does, when there are the moves where maybe it, he, he keeps it there or even on some of the drives that are a little bit sloppier than you'd like when he corrals it back. Like, he's going to be able to score a ton on the drive in the league. And if they can pretty quickly get that handle a little bit crisper, like he's got a chance to be a really good just downhill wing scorer. I think like relatively quickly in the league. Now we'll get to the other stuff that might keep him off the floor, particularly in important moments in the next season or two. But uh, just as like he profiles as a, as a pretty good scorer. Yeah, you definitely like his ability to drive to the basket. And you mentioned that the handle is not particularly tight in the beginning, but. He also has at least some creativity off the dribble, some ability to react to what the defense is doing and go the other direction like he did on that crossover for the big dunk. So that was encouraging to see. And, I mean, that's part of why I liked him. You know, when I did my draft board, I had him four on my board because of his physical talent, and he's not, he's not a stiff out there. Like, he has 
some feel, some ability to do stuff offensively. Very raw, obviously, but he's not a guy who's just, you know, uh, can't change direction and doesn't have any kind of shake whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, again, that left to right crossover was like, ooh, that was like nifty. And it just completely right by, uh, you know, whoever was defending him. Obviously, we know who they're playing against. One of the aspects, and I'll, I'll write about this uh, in, in kind of my reaction to it, uh, that I thought was very notable was the way they played him. You know, he was at center for probably half of his minutes. I wasn't exactly charting it, but I mean, he was, how many times do you remember one of Miami centers trying to post him up or, or trying to bang with him? And, you know, he wasn't a hundred percent successful in those moments. I think there was at least two post-ups that were successful against him. He had a really nice strip at one point. He, he drew an offensive foul. He came over, he had one moment where he, he, he blocked a shot rim protecting another. He seemed to kind of alter it. Uh, it's, you know, again, we're talking so much in like 2025 lens here, but you know, a four who can shift down, downshift into the five in certain lineups is what he's looking like more than maybe like three, four. Yeah, I definitely think the the four is going to be it. And what I like the most about you know matching up against Yurt Seven, who's been pretty dominant here at the California Classic. There you go. We'll, we'll be talking Third about annual. Third annual. Yeah, we. Uh, We'll be talking about this classic for and his performance here for a long time. But uh, it's just the fight that he showed. Like he got two offensive fouls just fighting for position. Then he, we talked to him afterwards, and he said, yeah, like the biggest thing about guarding the five is you know do your work early. So he does seem like he can is able to internalize some of those lessons and worked hard. I think you know he really like used his effort to get himself revved up early in that third quarter which I like. Now, do I think that he has the natural help instincts and the rebounding ability to be a small ball five, you know, regularly? No, I don't necessarily think that. But, okay, if you switch and he's in the post against someone and he's not going to get killed, that's that's definitely something. Yeah, I mean, switchable defender potentially. The passing, you know, it was uh, – it, it was – inaccurate at times i mean there was the hit ahead in transition that was like seven feet sailing over a teammate and then he's looking at the teammate like you come down with that man um and then you know there were some drives where i like the idea of pinging that pass to the corner but you know the he's not exactly hitting the guy in the shooting pocket the guy's like jumping up in the air to save it from going out of bounds you know we mentioned the turnover number six um he's gonna have to clean that up and that may take years to clean that up uh but I do think he has some vision, and, and they've even talked, you know, Bob Myers, even in his press conference and others have talked about, like, the tape shows, like, some creativity with the passing and some ambition. But, again, that early in his career is probably going to lead to more turnovers than, like, flashy assists. Well, the other thing that I like, too, is part of why he was so inefficient at the G League level was they just they ran a lot of plays for him. They wanted him to really explore the studio space as a scorer, and he didn't really take – I don't think he took any – mid-range jumpers like he took one where he tried to get the guy in the air and draw the foul and it didn't work that's uh, something that he really liked to do based uh, on his g league tape um and so but i think even the fact that he's you know as a guy who came to basketball late it's able to kind of implement some of these little tricks and just make those small improvements uh, in his game try to put more into it as time goes on that's encouraging so again you know is this mean this debut mean that he's going to be awesome it, it doesn't but i don't think that i could have expected much more tonight than what we saw given 
you know, where he is as one of the youngest players in the draft. Yeah, I'd say the two final, like, maybe negatives that I wanted to talk about with, uh, and, you know, we were sitting there watching it, like, there's, you know, the, the jumpiness defensively, the, you know, a guard will show the ball here and he's jumping out and then suddenly a wing's just back cutting him and it's wide open. I mean, there were some some defensive errors that that scream of of a of a young dude who's aggressive on defense. Again, I mentioned the steal in the post. I think he had another steal um where he might create some disruptive moments, but in within the team concept, you could see the difference tonight between him and Moody who we'll get to. Yeah, he reaches a lot and then also just some of the errors that he made defensively are just uh, a result of not being in a good defensive stance all the time. So he'll kind of be standing up too much. A guy will make an initial move, catch him by surprise, and then he'll kind of almost jump to try to catch up with the guy, and then he can get off balance and get beaten backdoor or on a drive if he's on the ball. But that's something technique-wise that he can probably clean up. But they did have him guard really one through five, and he didn't get embarrassed out there. You know, he was guarding Max Struess coming off the screens and Yurt's having it in the post. And so, it, and he had so a really good block. That, that yeah. was an impressive block. Uh, yeah, I mean, you that thought was it was like, a goal attempt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was way up at the top of the square, though. So, yeah, good start for him for sure. Uh, and then the shot was the last thing I want to talk about with him. Yeah. You know, he had an air ball early. You know, it, it, it looks a little odd. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's like any type of like broken form, but there's definitely like how would you kind of describe it? You know, he shoots it like kind of right off his forehead. It's a little stiff. You know, not what uh, Mike Schmitz would call shooting an easy ball. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't have a ton of arc to it, but it's also like you know his elbows aren't flying all around. He doesn't really get his offhand involved in it too much. You know, talk to a coach. To, with the words before the game and they said yeah you know like his shot is fine like it's something that we can work with that we expect to improve you know there's no it doesn't need a total rebuild and he made a corner three and he does seem like he's like very willing to take it which is important for a young guy you know if you're going to improve part of that is like you're going to need to arrive with the confidence of like i will be a shooter well and i think also and, and he talked about this uh coach weems talked about it too of just being able to make quicker decisions to use his athleticism now you know again the way he was used in the g league he was asked to actually do stuff on the ball a little bit more and they asked him to do some of that today as well and there's a couple of possessions where he's just dribbling the air out of the ball but being able to early in his career be at the arc make a decision quickly to shoot or pass you know he, he was like he likes this pump fake sometimes but you know, the like pump fake to kind of get the guy in the air and to draw the foul, which if that doesn't work, then it slows everything down. So pump fake and drive or just shoot immediately that he did that on that corner three. So I think the third quarter I, I thought really was uh, the time when he was putting it all together, you know, more in the floor game than we had seen in the first half. Moody, uh, you know, he, he was billed as a re- potentially ready-made rotation player. We'll see. I mean, he's 19 still, but, you know, like he he probably doesn't have the highest ceiling, Uh, certainly not of some of the other wing options in the draft, but mature game, patient game, uh, pretty good off ball, seems to always be kind of moving into the right spots. He he just shows up places like late in the game when they're trying to kind of frantically come back. It's like it seemed like every tip ball was like landing in his hands. He like followed a drive and it bounced right to him, you know, easy put back. I don't know how many rebounds he ended up with but uh he was again kind of 
as advertised, I would say. Just like Kamingo is ad- as advertised as like, whoa, high-level talent, lots of uh, refining to do. And Moody kind of came as advertised in his debut. Yeah, he's got to clean up uh, committing a foul down five with 2.7 seconds left, though. We got to – we got to uh, unless he's going to play for Taylor Jenkins in Memphis, that shit's not going to fly. Uh-huh. In the- Steve's trying to just get his postgame beer in. And- <laughs> in the NBA, yeah, I got it to the uh, – the Steve Kerr Modelo. Um, but yes, I think, and it was interesting. Sometimes when you watch guys on film and then you talk to them, they're, you know, we, we tend to like impute personality characteristics into a guy just like by watching him play basketball. But for Moody, actually just talking to him after the game, like you could kind of tell he's definitely mature beyond his 19 years. And, you know, I think, Eric Musselman did a good job with him at Arkansas and just some of the things that he talked about in the post game, like just, all right, my goal today was to not let guys drive middle and I let, let them do that twice. And, but, you know, I'm just trying to get pick one thing to get better at every time when I'm out there and you know, just uh, having that mentality and not putting too much pressure on himself. Yeah, he shot seven out of 18, but he didn't really seem to care about that yeah. too much. You know, I think he, he felt like he, went out there and kind of executed what he was being told to do. Um, so, and I think his jumper is pretty good. Like he got in the offensive glass for four offensive rebounds. So he's just a smart player. I thought he did a good job of uh, crashing into the pain and then rotating out, closing out. He just, he's slow on offense. You know I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And he just doesn't have a first step. He's not really able to get separation, but that's not something you know, maybe he can be a guy who will work into the mid-range and shoot over guys later in his career, but I don't see him as being a guy who has a lot of upside, but he also, I think, can be playable relatively early on in his career. Yeah, like I don't think I'm, I see him scoring 18 points per game at any point, but, you know, especially when juxtaposed next to, um, you know, Kaminga, who's the other pick, it's like Kaminga kind of, the flashes of what Kaminga does and doesn't do are like almost opposite of 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 what Moody does and doesn't do. You know, he, I don't see Moody like you said being able to just quick burst to the rim. He can't beat guys one on one off the dribble. Whereas Kaminga tonight, you know, several times it was like catch go. Oh, he's gone by that guy. Um, so yeah, and even you know he was trying to get to like his mid range, which you know he likes like the. Moody likes like the fourteen footer, which I can see, you know, especially in high school, even in college, like yeah, Arkansas sure fine, like go do that at Arkansas. That's probably better than than if you ran offense at times. But in the NBA, particularly on the Warriors, in the in his first few seasons, spot up in the corner, spot up on the wing at times, shoot the three, looks pretty, form looks good, hit a couple tonight, and then defend. Uh, and defend smartly and you know rebound when you can help out in those margin areas and just he just looks like he'll be able to do it i also like that he's got a pretty good frame and he's got that 7-1 wingspan so maybe he will be someone who can switch defensively and you mentioned the rebounding that that's something that's important to do if you're going to kind of play in this warrior system a, a little bit i do think maybe the one way that he can be have some plays run for him would be coming off of screens and shooting. You know, he did take one uh, pretty quickly coming off a, a handoff. He took one pretty deep three. So maybe that's where, uh, and, and, you know, he can get a few trick plays, get to the foul, and he had a pretty high free throw rate for the type of player that he was in college. And so I, I think uh, all that is 
something you feel good about. And he's just a, a smooth player who just plays smart. I think just someone who I enjoy watching out there on the floor. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, is there anything else? I mean, Jessup, again, not impressive. Wasn't really impressive in his uh, debut either. I, I, at this point, would guess he's probably not going to take up a roster spot on a team that is trying to go, you know, future slash present is going to have Wiseman and, and obviously these two rookies on the roster. Like, I doubt Jessup will take up an extra spot. We'll see what happens to the rest of the free agency with the Warriors. Finally, I should ask you this, just your quick thoughts overall on uh, Bielitsa and Porter as additions and the Warriors in general offseason. Yeah, I think they're disappointed. It looks like, a, as you've said, that they're probably leaning towards not using the Neiman level. And at this point, I understand that because I don't think there is that player who's worth it. Honestly, you which know, is what you're saying worth it. It's not just the five point nine million. You're talking maybe twenty five, thirty ish million on a tax bill. Right, exactly. So, I, and with the repeater tax this year, you know, I think if I'm Bob Myers for whoever is left, really, you know, maybe if it's Dennis Schroeder or Reggie Jackson, okay. But uh, outside of those guys, I can't go to Joe Lacob with a straight face and say, "Hey, pay thirty five million dollars for Isaac Bonga." <laughs> it could be worth a low cost flyer for somebody, maybe not the Warriors, but in any event, yeah. So they didn't get Mills. You know, he probably would have been worth it. They didn't get Batum. Those seem like the two guys that would have been worth spending that on. What do you think of Danny Green? Yeah, well, <laughs> when we, you and I talked about this before the show, like I'd forgotten that. Danny Green's the guy who actually injured Clay Thompson, yeah. so I don't know if there's any bad blood there. Well, Clay's I will never say, I will, said that, but nobody has. I will say I asked somebody in the organization about the idea of Danny Green, and they joke and they were like, "You think Clay would sign off on that?" You know, I don't know that that's actually an impediment, yeah. but yes, I mean Danny Green did make a defensive effort play in a finals that has altered the career of one Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean that's one where I I might think about it. Um, you know, even some of these guards, like, are these guards going to be better than what Jordan Poole was giving them towards the end of last year? You know, I'm, I'm not sure that's the case. Well, okay. I forgot to ask you about this. The third probably most relevant player in the game tonight from a Warriors perspective, what do you think of Gary Payton as that guy? Yeah. Well, we got we to gotta get back to Porter and Bielitsa, too, because I digress from that question. But, um, yeah, it's it's just tough when he can't shoot it that well and he can't really run pick and roll i mean they if they really only have at this point two guards on the roster Mannion is still unsigned i don't want to count on him i mean the good thing about peyton destroying it for italy right now in the (laughs) the good thing about peyton is that he has a ton of athleticism and he can guard and can give you some pace Smart player, good cutter, all that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah the, sh- the shot, like he's not going to space the floor because def- defenses just won't respect yeah. the shot. Now, and then- now, worth noting, I mean, they, they've they made JTA into a guy who can, can hit shots, mm-hmm. right? And, and Peyton hit a couple tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe – but uh, I think if they do keep him around, you know, his contract guarantees for 600K in a few days. So it's hard to imagine that they would keep him around for that. Also, since he was on a two-year minimum, his number is a little bit higher than if they were to just cut him and re-sign him. And I don't know if you would want to agree to that to come back and maybe there's another team that would give him guaranteed money. I mean, he definitely is a very good NBA athlete. So someone you'd like to have in your system, but it's just – and 
maybe there are better options out there. They might feel like this year's Brad Wanamaker would be more of a priority. Oh, no. Potentially. Don't say it. Uh, okay, be Elite's a Porter quick before I get you out of here. Yes, yes. Good subject change. Uh, so Porter, a good high upside signing, but obviously, I mean, has one of the worst medical sheets in the league at this point. And, you know, with his hip injury, which seems like a chronic thing, foot injury, now you might say, hey, all they need him to be is healthy for two months at the end of the year. And it was back a lot last year, too. Yeah. And, like, the film, it's not even just the game's miss. You pop on the film and you're like, that's a player that seems like he's playing pretty compromised. Last season compared to if we went to his best season on the Wizards, he just looked like a different level athlete with different, more burst. Well, yeah, and also he got fat. With Chicago too. I mean, that was the. That's just quite frankly what what happened. I think maybe maybe that was intentional because he felt like he's always told he was too skinny, or you know who knows what that was. Uh, but he's obviously going to be a, a motivated player. We saw it with Nick Batum, who also uh, got a bit corpulent in uh, Charlotte on the end of a big contract. That the same, maybe the same thing will happen for Porter, and uh, that's. He, if healthy, he's exactly what they need. We will probably know early in camp, or you know, preseason, like what how, what kind of shape did he come into? Just how how good does he look? Even remember Nick Young? Remember the Nick Young experience with the Warriors? They kind of knew early on, like ah, he's not where they wanted him to be. Just from a conditioning standpoint, we may know quick with Porter. Yeah, will Steve be making the uh, Nick Young, D'Angelo Russell memorial? He's got to get into better shape in camp. Comments to the media. We'll see. Bielitsa. Um, floor space and big that they need next to Draymond. Yeah, I mean, they have the, they never have shooting at those positions, it seems like, right? And so he can take deep threes when you've seen him hit huge shots at the end of games for the Kings at times from way out. And he's also a passer and cutter in the, the Warriors system. The question is defensively, can he hold up? It really does seem, though, like, they're trending towards just they're going to play Draymond at center a lot more. They maybe they feel like number one with his offensive limitations that have become more stark by the year, and number two that he did actually hold up playing center just fine. Which I think Steve always felt like, well, we don't want to put that on him, but he played center twenty minutes a game for a lot of last year, and it doesn't appear like a veteran center option is in the offing and. So they go into it just with Looney and Draymond. You know, Wiseman. I guess he's he's walking around looking fine. So I guess he'll probably be back. But but yeah, he's. I talked to him a little bit uh, yesterday. He he seems pretty encouraged where he's at physically. I mean, and and, and everyone you talk to does believe he'll be ready for camp, which you know that's you don't know with the meniscus. You saw how long it took for Jaron Jackson, and I must say about Jaron Jackson. Memphis was always like, going to be ready soon, going to be ready soon, and it really dragged on. So it's not a sure thing, but physically, Wiseman, I mean, I saw him out there shooting set shots on the court. Like, he's already doing some stuff on the court, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, But, you know, they're going in really without an established center option, which you thought maybe they would need to do. Um, So, you know, I mean, if I had to guess, I still think Wiseman will probably start at center next year it's that i i'm not sure game one i mean depends on like if he really has a full camp yeah like they're gonna you know it'll be full camp full preseason like he'll have to shut like he's not just gonna be handed it that's no. that he'd have to go win the job right but i mean looney is just uh, that combination of him and draymond offensively is pretty rough i mean one, now obviously the numbers were terrible with wiseman out there too yeah. but one of the things i would say about why like 
not he has to go win the job, but at the same time, if he shows, uh, you know, an at like they'll they're, they're ready to hand it to him when he proves it, right? It won't be like you got to go rip it from Looney. It's just like please go beat Looney. Yeah, Joe Joe Lacob's gonna be sitting in there in, in the coaches' meetings uh, after he uh, you know oh. picks out some snippets of uh, practice footage of. Wiseman going uh so we're going uh Wiseman at the five and uh Kaminga at the three tonight correct yeah yeah but I mean you know good good, uh good start here for this Warriors draft which I think we both liked pretty well coming in yeah for sure no doubt all right Nate appreciate you coming on everyone dunked on podcast uh if, if you're looking for more Nate's work and I believe we are gonna have a Warriors plus minus with me Marcus and Tim tomorrow I believe talk to you then